Thank you so much for joining us on another edition of Tifosi Football Radio. My name is Christian Baldanzi-Tacchio. And this is Juliano Caleri. And it is Sunday, September the 19th. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today. Got a lot to talk about in this podcast episode for you. Uh, we're going to quickly recap uh, all of our Italian teams, all seven of them in their European adventures. They all started last week or last midweek. On the general, and the general consensus is a lot of it disappointing, but uh, some positives. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. What we'll talk about. Uh, match day four is almost complete. One more game to go tomorrow. Uh, that is Udinese Napoli. Uh, and then we got midweek fixtures for City A for match day five. And then a big, busy match day six on the weekend coming up for City A. So after the weekend's up, as of next Sunday, we'll. We'll have a lot to talk about. A lot about. more football to talk about, yeah. Yeah, so... It's uh, coming thick and fast. It is. So let's just jump right in. Let's get into the Champions League real quick for our Italian teams. Uh, first up, uh, Atalanta and Villarreal tying 2-2. Two to two. What did you think about this game, Jules? Atalanta, more or less the same. Continuing that same form from City A. Outplayed a little bit. Had to come back. Started great, Remo Foiler, and then had to come back to tie the game 2-2 two, two late on. But, uh, you know, I thought it was a decent game. Luckily... Lingardino <laughs> set up player for the winning goal in the Man U Young Boys game. So Young Boys leading the group right now. Atalanta sitting in second tie with Villarreal. Man U last. So they, they kind of are in a half-decent spot. Yeah. So lucky. I know it kind of worked out in the end with that big upset. The Young Boys is kind of the bigger, ended up being the bigger story in that group. Oh, for sure. For sure. So that's Atalanta for you. Juventus picking up a much-needed win against Malmo. Uh, three nothing victors here. To get, tell us what you thought about this. Complete domination. What Juve needed, and we'll see it carried into this weekend a little bit. Gave him the confidence, but uh, different class levels here. Mamo had nothing on Juve. What we expected. One of the only positive side stories for Italians in the European fixtures uh, midweek. Yeah. On to the next game. Liverpool beating Milan three to two. An exciting game, but. What did, my, you, what did you think? Yeah, it was Liverpool domination. I just think Milan were just they were terrible. They were lucky to come out of the first half with the lead. Um, Mike Magnan making a great save, reading Mo Salah like a book on the penalty there. Uh, but uh, deservedly so, Liverpool win this game and Milan deservedly lose. What did you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, Liverpool completely outclassed them. Scored early on, uh, missed the penalty. Like you said, great save. Mo Salah gave Theo Hernandez a lesson. Left gaps. Mosala kept finding the gaps. He dribbled through him. He did everything a defender shouldn't do. Theo Hernandez against the top quality world class player. So Theo Hernandez, I think, got a wake up call. Kessie too. Frank Kessie, uh, maybe very confident. Serie A. He got a rude awakening going against an opponent that likes the press and and running behind. I think that's the biggest difference I saw between the Italian sides and the English sides. The English sides love to run when they get the ball they run it behind the defense they make the deep runs the italian sides we get the ball we do the more or less the same thing but you only get one or two guys liverpool everybody barged forward then they turned off milan came couldn't believe 2-1 and then second half started is the same story liverpool just completely dominated so yeah in a way um it, it definitely brought milan back down to earth this game yeah definitely did uh, but still plenty more to play for in that group for Milan. On to another Milan team, Inter, dropping this game one nothing to Real Madrid. Unlucky, Jules. Unlucky. Outplayed Real Madrid. Created the way better chances. Lautaro Martinez 
drives me up the wall a little bit. Even from last year with his finishing, it's so poor his finishing for a striker. He gets in the right positions, but he does not hit the net. Something Alessandro Del Piero actually alluded to what makes Cristiano Ronaldo great is when he takes his opportunities, he always hits the net. He shoots hard and low. Everything always hits in Alataro. On the other hand, he goes and smashes the ball. He's always trying to hammer and put everything through it, and it always sails over the bar right at the keeper. He doesn't have control. So if Lataro just knew how to control his finishing, it would be a completely different story. And the lack of concentration to Fermenter, which we'll see, even though they completely annihilated their opposition this weekend, the lack of concentration throughout the full 90 minutes we'll see is a, is a repetitive story, which kind of takes the tarnish off their, their win this, this weekend. So Real Madrid, yes, getting the 1-0 victory. Maybe not fully deserved, but in the end, I th- I'm okay with Inter... I'm disappointed they lost, but I'm okay with the way they played. I think they can make something out of it, especially that Sheriff beat the Zerbi's Shakhtar Donetsk, which was a big upset. Moving on to the Europa League, Galatasaray beating Lazio 1-0 from a... What did you think? Strakosha <laughs> blunder there. Uh, just it, it's, it's the same Lazio. It's the same Lazio. There's no depth. I don't know what's going on with Thomas Strakosha. He's totally lost his way, losing his starting position to Pepe Reina last season in City. Uh, and rightly so. When he gets an opportunity, Saudi gives him the opportunity to go against Galatasaray in the first game of the Europa League. And he has a massive blunder uh, and is responsible for Galatasaray claiming three points. Yeah, you could tell it ate away at his confidence, but exactly. Lazio doing themselves no favors no but and they should be scoring too in a game like this they yeah yeah and disappointing disappointing on to the next one lesser city napoli tying 2-2 what'd you think of this game jules uh good i knew we mentioned harvey barnes is going to be a threat you know that nadidi was going to be a threat in the midfield breaking up play but napoli actually held their own pretty good i thought they brought the game to them in the second half and that's what i was kind of proud of uh they, ha- they had a good opportunity to win the game to Napoli at some points, but uh, overall a good result against maybe the best team in the group for Napoli. Yeah. that And we'll see what happens with Napoli. I mean, there's five more games to play. and Yeah, first away game, so it's a good point to pick up yeah, on the road. Yeah, it's a good point to pick up. Uh, let's move on to the Europa Conference League real quickly. Roma claiming a 5-1 victory over S- CSKA Sofia. Revenge. Yeah, revenge. I'm uh, CSK Sofia scoring first in the game, and then uh, Roma just running rampant after that. Lorenzo Pellegrini picking up two goals. Aldor Shomorodov putting in a fantastic performance. El Sharawi getting on the scoreboard. Mancini and Tammy Abraham, uh, which we'll talk about <laughs> a little bit later uh, with oh boy. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> the Roma Verona game. But uh, Roma just going to work, getting the job done. Good, quick three points for them, and uh, on to the next game. Yeah, and on the other side, the rivals to Roma, as of right now, as as the teams that are in that tournament, Tottenham and Ren tied one one. So yeah, it's good for can't us. Can't take it too lately this tournament. It seems no, you can't, you can't, and it's it's amazing. I'll say this real quick. Uh, everybody, um, a lot of Roma fans are are are, are taking not taking this conference things seriously they think it's a joke and it's like it's it's european football look it up look at the financial statistics for for you roma fans that love the numbers games uh you know who you are uh take a look at what the rewards are for if roma wins a game roma wins the group roma wins a knockout round 
Roma goes all the way to the final. It's it's some pretty good change. So stop bashing the Europa Conference League. It's it's a good way to make money and get uh, Roma back uh, budget uh, budget balance. So yeah, and I was crazy enough to sit through and watch every game highlight wise on on YouTube, and you know, some of the goals were they were good. They were good. They were good. You know, there's some impressive goals, some impressive plays happening. So yeah, it's just more it's more good football I found. So yeah. It was good. On to Serie A now. Match yes. day four. Let's get on to this. Torino, one nothing victors over Sassuolo, opening up match day four. Deservedly so. Yeah, surprisingly. Deservedly so, I did think. You, did you see anything from this game? Torino dominated. Torino yeah. do- and they hit the post like five or six times. That, it's like... Which I know, which I would never have expected Torino no. to do this to Sassuolo, who we've been... And I think the majority of people pick would have picked Sassuolo to beat Torino, but yeah. Torino played them right off the park. Sassuolo doing absolutely nothing yeah. until maybe halfway through the second half and towards the end when they had to respond. Yeah. But uh, question for you: An- another mediocre performance from Giacomo Raspadori. Should Scamacca now get the oh, start? Hundred percent. Why he's not starting, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he has to. Raspadori. For me, he calls himself an Aguero. That's who he takes after. I don't. I don't see it. No. Maybe he has the same height and build, but he's not Aguero. I look at him as more as a nine and a half playmaker forward. That's what he reminds me of the old school. Uh, not saying he's as good as these players, but the Del Piero, Mancini's, Roberto Baggio, that type of player, Cassano, they can drift anywhere in, in that four line, but not as a focal point. I think he needs that big guy beside him. Yeah, right? he does. Interesting statistic. Well, not really statistic, but since that rant, since that rant from Ivan Juric, Torino's now won two, off the bat, mm-hmm. and this is essentially almost the same Torino as last year. So, does the coach make a difference? Yes, one hundred percent, it does. It has to, which we'll see in in your, in your game. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Actually, you'll see which we'll see in in, 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 in in a few games in the other Roman game too. Yeah. <laughs> Both Roman teams fall into new coaches, but yeah. definitely Juric is a great coach. We've known that he brought right. Alice Verona team. You know, he made them punch above their weight, mid table, punching yeah. up with the swallow kind of last season. So, yeah, he's a good coach. Torino in tenth last year. Torino was fighting relegation the whole season. Yeah. So, yeah, Juric is a good coach. He, he just needs the backing, and he and he, the players need to believe. They're doing this without Belotti too. Is he overrated? I I don't I don't think he's overrated, but I think I definitely think Sanabria Sanabria is a better. Oh, Sanabria is. I think he's more technical ability abilities. More he's more he's more has the same physicality in his game. Yeah, he still got um, a he's still he's still pretty young. Yeah, he feels still like he's young. been around forever. Balotti too. I don't think his head's in Torino. I think he has no. one one foot out of the door already there. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, fantastic for Torino Sassuolo. They'll bounce back. I'm not too worried about them. Uh, it was a it was a blip in the in the radar for them, but I think they'll bounce back in the coming next yeah, two games. Back to back to back losses for them, though. Yeah, tough, but I think yeah. they'll bounce back. They got the talent to te- to bounce back for they sure. They do. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Talk about another domination. Fiorentina, Genoa. Fiorentina, two to one victors here. The scoreline doesn't tell the story. No, this was a Fiorentina show. Absolutely demolished them. Fiorentina, Vincenzo Italiano. We've been saying it. So impressive. Giacomo Bonaventura is still impressive at his age, not with the legs too. This guy, Vincenzo Italiano is so smart. He, he plays Giacomo Bonaventura. So the big one of the big differences is he plays Giacomo Bonaventura higher up the pitch. 
before under uh, Prandelli and Beppe and Kini, they were both playing Giacomo Bonaventura in a counter-attacking system, a guy that has no legs in the midfield that they play him. Vincenzo Italiano has obviously maybe a little bit more tactical nous about, about him, has a team playing way up the field, up to the halfway mark, smother the team. That's where Bonaventura is going to be more lethal the, in those tighter, smaller spaces. He has the ability to dribble through guys, to take the shot. Yeah. He's a creative player, but when you got to make him run back and forth, back and forth, he's going to struggle. So that's one little tweak Vincenzo Italiano has done. And it, it's, do coaches matter? Here's case in point. Coach matters. Yes. Coach matters. I mean, Nicholas Gonzalez not having the gr- um, the most outstanding game for Fiorentina. Uh, in comes after the halftime, Ricky Samponara, and he gets on the score sheet. Yes, I like, think the uh, winning goal, right? Uh, yeah. Or sorry, he well, set up. He scored a goal and he set up the winning yeah, goal. So yeah, fantastic performance from Ricky Samponara. And you got to credit Vincenzo Italiano for seeing that. Okay, here we go. Samponara in, bang, bang, goal. I mean, Cristiano getting the getting the getting the goal at the end. Penalty. Yeah, it's it. It doesn't do. It was justice. A, it was a weak penalty too yeah. for my liking. It really was. weak. Really this weak was penalty. a total Fiorentina show. Fiorentina are a dangerous team. We've said this every podcast episode for this season so far. Yeah, unfortunately, Gaetano Castrovilli had to leave the game injured. Yeah. But Alfred Duncan, this is this is the beauty of Fiorentina. Alfred Duncan comes in and it's seamless. He, yeah. he performed, I think, even better than Castrovilli. So yeah. they have players off the bench, Fiorentina. Absolutely. Depth, lots of depth in this team. Absolutely. And Dragowski getting the start. Yeah, Bartolome, he's back. So you got the start of the net. So just good good overall management by Vincenzo Italiano. And you can see the evolution, what he does. And For sure. You see, compared to Davide Barladini, you know, this team hasn't changed from when he's come in. He hasn't made them better. He hasn't made them worse. They're just coasting along that relegation line they've been doing for the past two years. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing, but we knew it was going to happen. Now, let's move on to your team. Just take me through this 6-1 to one Inter victors over Bologna. Just, just a, take me through it. A complete bashing. I mean, Bologna had a pretty decent first half. Uh, they, they did pretty well, but Inter after that, they just completely dominated. They did something that they should have done in the Real Madrid game, and that was finish the opportunities. Uh, Lautaro still frustratingly missed a ton of chances. Like I said, always trying to hammer the ball and has no control over the bar at the goalie. Um, so frustrating that. We did lose Joaquin Correa to an injury, but he... But it's not a fracture. It's so. not a fracture, so he seems to be okay. And actually, Jekyll coming on, scored two goals. He was pretty outstanding. Alexis Sanchez getting a run in the team. So, yeah, it was just complete domination. They ran that left side. Lorenzo Di Silvestri didn't know what to do. Aaron Hickey was being outplayed. I got to give credit to DiMarco and Dumfries. Something I didn't understand in the Real Madrid game is why they were subbed on for Perisic. And uh, I believe it was Darmian on the far side of that game. I didn't understand why he did it at the point he did, which was shortly after half. Uh, But they proved. They proved their attacking abilities in this game. Especially Denzel Dumfries. He was a fantastic threat. Um, he's no Hakimi, but he still puts he in the still work. Pits in the work, provides the attacking front. I think better defensively than Hakimi, so that's huge. I mean, yeah, Simone Inzaghi just doing a fantastic job, getting players in, getting them involved. Vicino got in, like I said, Alexis Sanchez. So it's it's great. Renocchio came in, Kolarov came in, Gallardini came in. It's like almost everyone has an appearance now in this team, and it's just great. But the one thing to put a damper on everything, is the game ended with a Bologna goal in the 86th minute, just like Real Madrid. 
Real Madrid scored, I think it was in the 89th, 91st minute, something like that. The focus levels are not there for Inter for the full 90 minutes, and it drives me nuts. So you score six, and then you concede, and it's like, it just it sucks the moment, it sucks the joy and momentum out of the out of the six nil, right? Uh, so that's something they got to fix. That focus, it that's telling. You know, six one, you think, oh, they blew them out, but it's telling that goal that was conceded in the exact same fashion of the Real Madrid game. Did they learn anything? To me, that says no. Yes, they improved their finishing, but they didn't learn anything in regards to the concentration for the full 90 minutes. Everyone just turned off again. Yeah. And that's something that has to be snipped in the butt quick if this team wants to do anything Champions League-wise and, and City have to make another run for another Scudetto. Big time. But wins a win. Yeah, three points. Take the three points. Keep going. On to the next game. Atalanta scraping by. Yeah, what did you think? Salerno kind of... Ribéry getting his party spoiled here. But yeah. what did you think? Uh, Salernitana changing up the formation, changing up the rotation uh, in a 3-5-2, which is very interesting. And they, they played well. I think they played well for... That was probably the that was probably the best they've played. Yeah. And they held Atalanta at bay for as long as they could. Um, Atalanta, I feel, didn't deserve to come away with the victory here. I just thought this, was, this game had draw written all over it. Salernitana was going to get their, their first point of the season. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, it, they concede that Duvin Zapata goal, make that mistake, and then they're chasing, and they don't have the talent up there with who they had to, to chase it. So Salernitana, it's going to be a long, miserable season, it feels like, with this team. It, it, it's sad to say. I, and I, I feel for I feel for all the Salernitana fans. I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, this is the first time in a long time that you've been in the top division, and this is how you've had to start the season. It's 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 tough. It's tough. And Frank Ribery showing his age. Uh, what can I say about him? Uh, mediocre at best. Mediocre, but you can tell they're, they Salernitana came to life when he touched the ball a little bit. Um, well, he's the only guy that knows how to touch the ball yeah, on that team. That's they, the problem. Yeah, they have they have pieces in this in this team. I think it's just a matter of putting it together. And I and Fabrizio Castori, the the coach, he was happy with the performance. He felt like this was more of his team, four rounds in, which is positive. So if he if he's happy with the result, I mean, it is still a loss. But you got to remember, Atalantis is still one of the big teams in Serie A, so they, they got to be. You know, for the a team coming up from City B, you got to take these little victories, we'll call them, and and build off of them. That's what the manager has to convince the players. Even though they lost, you got to turn it into a positive. I think because they have they have some big pieces. Ribery, they signed Bonazzoli, Simi, who was I think scored twenty plus goals last year for Crotone. So they have goal scorers. Uh, they do, but in in the middle of the park defensively they're they're very very weak no real standout players no, there there isn't, isn't. Norberg Jomber I mean former Roma player but he's a glorified he, he, it was he played majority of his career at City of B had that one season or two seasons at Catania when they were up there didn't get many minutes Stefan Strandberg the highest he played in Italy was Trapani, a team that came up from the third division mm-hmm. uh, in Serie B. And Ricardo Gagliolio, I, I mean, I have no idea who he is. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it's going to be a long season for them. But Atalanta desperately needing this victory. They got it. It buys them some time. But I'm just, I'm not convinced by this Atalanta team. Like I said, this is, I'm not even going to say it. You know how I feel about Atalanta. Yeah. 
On to the next game. Let's go on to the next Sampdoria. game. Sampdoria. Continuing. 3 nothing. Continuing where they left this off. This was a surprise. Yeah. I didn't expect them to run rampant. And they uh, completely, ever since Empoli got that three points off Juve, they've kind of gone downhill. They've done nothing since. Really impressed with uh, Caputo in this game. He yeah, did get two, a, two goals. a brace. But the, what stood out for me between him and uh, Quags is Caputo, his body positioning is always towards the net. And the opening goal shows the nose for goal he has and the patience he had in waiting for the through ball uh, on, on the pass that was made from Kandreva. You could just see him looking over his shoulder, waiting, 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 hugging the line, and then he just reads it. It's like they were both on the same page. And as soon as that dink pass is made, he hits the accelerator. Boom, one-time finish at the bottom corner. That's a sign of a good striker. I'm glad he's hit form again. And that's something Sampdori has been missing forever is that out and out goal scorer can score that type of goal. Quags is good, but Quags is more of a highlight reel goal scorer. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of Quags. Quags doesn't score the simple goals. No. He scores only he scores back heels outside the eighteen. Yeah. Shots outside the eighteen. He doesn't score the nice simple simple goals for no. me. You could tell with the talent they have on the right side with Caputo, Kandreva, Berzinski, all the way from the from Aldero all the way up to the top. They're going to be heavy on the right all season. Mm-hmm. They got that talent. It works. Berzinski's mm-hmm. a fast, attacking, attacking wing back there. Antonio Kandreva, we know who Antonio Kandreva is and, and what he brings to this team. And Caputo now able to finish on that side is fantastic. Um, just just a great performance by Sampdoria. Yeah. Uh, another fantastic performance by Emilio Dero making some big saves there. Yeah, because like Empoli wasn't terrible. They weren't they terrible. Had a, they had, they a had great, their chances. Yeah, they had a great second half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ultimately cannot get it together in the in the 18-yard box. They can't. They can't. Mm-hmm. Patrick Cutrone, he's gone missing. Once promising striker has gone missing. He's dropping the ball at this big opportunity to come back to City. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to the next game here. Spezia claiming a two-to-one victory over Venezia. This was actually a really good game. It was cool to see. Uh, the stadium, Venezia Stadium, the one you could take a boat to. Um, so their first home game here, hosting Spezia. Spezia scores two wonder goals to win. Uh, snatch, I mean, I feel sorry for the Venezia fans. You could see they were pumped, ready oh, yeah. for, ready for that final whistle. They pick up the first points of Serie A. And, then, and then, boom, Burabi, a uh, former Sassuolo player, just comes from the left to the right, hammers it outside the 18 past the goalie and and that's it it was snatched right at the 94th minute so tough for Venezia but they played good again it's just the quality yeah isn't there but I'm happy Gianluca Busio actually making the step from MLS to City he was he was fantastic today he's playing well another I I get another poor performance by Nicky Mayempa I mean Venezia Venezia's having goalkeeper problems clearly they are I mean both shots I mean, the first one definitely, Simone Bastoni didn't even mean to hit it there because he was shocked when it shot outside the 18, curled yeah. the top right corner. And then the the second goal, could he have done better? I don't know, it was a rocket, but... If I'm Paolo Zanetti, I'm looking down my depth chart for goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I don't think anybody's... If I'm not convinced by any of them, I'm looking for somebody in the transfer window in the winter mercato. But uh, Venezia showing up, like you said, almost, almost claiming a draw, but Spezia to me deserve this game they deserve three points for they deserve to get at least three points here with the way they've been playing all season and uh Thiago Mata will be very pleased that he picked up this much needed victory for this team yes on to the next game Walter Mazzari's debut Lazio Cagliari 
Yes. Two two draw. Semplici getting the the axe. Yeah. Walter Mazzari is back. And uh Lazio just continuing this poor run. Poor run. Cheeto gets on the scoreboard. Again. Yeah. So is it Mancini or is it is it the team? He's got five. The goals. national not not always bring it back to the national team, but he's he's scoring yeah. again. So what is it? <laughs> Well, I mean, but who cares? That's another conversation. The top two, the t- Cheeto. Funny thing is, Cheeto's number one for goal scored in City right now. Number two, right behind him, is another guy, Joao Pedro, who scores in this game too. <laughs> so, uh, what what did you think of this game? I thought Walter Mazzari was nice to see him back. Someone I respect. Obviously, he he kind of held into through the rough days. <laughs> so I know I know a little bit about Walter Mazzari. He. I thought for sure he was going to... He So he did bring back his 3-5-2 kind of, but it was very fluid this time. So you can tell he's kind of evolved the system. He, yeah. he, he It was fluid from a 3-5-2 to a 4-4-1-1. Uh, he was kind of playing. Sosuolo, I mean Sosuolo, Akaliri taking the game. Took the lead, 2-1, 62nd minute. Former Lazio player, Kieta Balde, scores the goal. Uh, everything looked like it was going good. I mean... Lazio put the hammer on Caliri. They pretty much hemmed them in their box and kept bombarding them. So it was a matter of time before they did score. That That's the only thing I got to say. I wasn't happy with Mazzotti. He went back to the his old ways of just crowd the box. That football's dead. We'll see. We'll talk about that many more times today. But he, he just shelled into his net. And that was it. And Caliri kind of handed the game. You could see João Pedro got subbed off. Him and Mazzari got into a, a, a fight yeah. right away, which you don't want to see with the new manager. It, that's, there's that power struggle, the star player versus the new manager. That's never good. So kind of creaky signs already for Mazzari. So he's got to get that kind of sorted out. But at the end of the day, they were just dismantled by a, a wicked Danilo Cataldi goal. Milikovic Savage took a shot, deflected off the back of one of the defenders, and it went to Cataldi just as had the 18 and hammered it top shelf right off the crossbar and and down a beautiful goal nothing Cranio could have done Cranio was having an excellent game up to that he point he was having an excellent game bounce back yeah and uh and that and that was it Lazio fortunate to get the draw they they did play good they played the Saudi ball put Caliri under threat Caliri playing for the, the the counter you know transition punches and it, and it worked but uh overall I think Mazzari He'll be happy with his debut. Kind of got under the Lazio fans' collar a little bit too. There was an, a point where the ball flew to him in the crowd, and he took a swing with his foot and he sliced it. And the Lazio fans were on him, booing him, and oh, yeah. it was funny. He had his hands up, apologizing. You know, he didn't mean to do it. It just it was a miss kick. But overall, I think Walter Mazzari he should be happy for kind of steadying this boat a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this Cagliari team is... Yeah. They're going to be lower mid-table, but yeah. with Mazzari at the helm, I think they're I think they're be... safe. But uh, yeah, I think they're safe. But with Sadi, what do you think's going on here? Is it this... Sadi needs four months as teams to develop <laughs> before they they start It's a combination of that. It, it's... I'm, I mean, they didn't bring really anybody really in. Uh, Felipe yeah. Anderson. Like, size. They Yeah, they brought some. But the big... Something I was actually really surprised, sorry, to cut in. Something I was really surprised and he takes off Luis Alberto. I mean, it, it's late in the game, but he takes him off when you have injury time still to play. This is one of the best goal scorers for midfield against a team that's sitting back deep. Why he took him off, I I was shocked. I don't understand his reasoning for anything. I don't. It just, I don't understand what he's thinking tactically. I don't think, I don't understand what he's thinking 
with his substitutions. I, I just didn't understand him at all this game. I didn't. And, uh, yeah, this whole thing where it takes like four or five months to adjust to Maurizio Sarri. I don't know. Do you rate him as a manager? I think he's a fantastic manager, but I don't think he's got a good team to manage. That's my opinion of Lazio. I don't think, I don't, I didn't have him in the top seven. Yeah. Right. I see where you're going with it because yeah, Galatasaray, you could, you could tell. How do you shut down Lazio? You take out your two star players in the midfield. That's it. And they're done. That's it. Galatasaray did nothing in that game in the midweek and they won. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Lazio's kind of turning into a little bit of a one trick pony. Yeah. That's the only thing. uh, That's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem with Lazio. Uh, that's why, for me, they're not going to do anything. But big, yeah, big points for Walter Mazzari in his debut. Yeah, upset it, gets a draw at it, the Stadio Olimpico on it, top of yeah, it. Yeah, it's not like their neighbors did. It's not like the neighbors, the other, the cold tenant of uh, the Stadio Olimpico. Yeah, so I'll better. introduce this game. Let's uh, get ahead. and then you can get into it. All right, we'll talk about coaches that like to sit back yeah. with uh, hundreds of millions of dollars at the disposal. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hellas Verona three, Roma two. What happened, Christian? Explain. Hellas Verona played Roma right off the park. That's what happened. That's an understatement. They played them right they, off the park. They destroyed them. They did. What? What's what I said? <laughs> no, fan, all the credit's due to Igor Tudor. What a debut for him. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Leaving Juve as It was assistant. the manager. <laughs> Clearly, it was the manager. Look what this guy it was did. Xavier Di Francesco, someone we said was probably going to get the axe right away. He did. He did three games into the season. Poor yeah. guy. We don't mean to laugh at you, Xavier. It's just, it's so obvious. I don't know what these owners are doing. He's not a manager to build things, but whatever. No. Igor Tudor coming in and very, shows Mourinho the new school of Very, coaching. very well organized coach, Igor Tudor. I would have loved to have seen what he could have done with that Udinese team when he was, if he had a little more time. But he went to go help his buddy Pirlo at at Juve. But they played fantastic. Roma had no business being in this game. Uh, Gianluca Caprari, fantastic performance by him. Antonin Barak, fantastic performance. The captain, Marco Davide Faraone. Two former Inter players scoring, just saying. Yeah, fantastic. Daniel Bessa wasn't even that bad in this freaking game, for God's sake. And Lorenzo Montipo making some, you know, coming out. I know. Inter's youth team beat the, the best Roma in ages. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so what's going on? I said it was a matter of time. It was a matter this of time. This was so going to happen. One of the last teams, undefeated streak. This was going to happen. Has been, has been taken down. Yeah. Take it out. Divulge a little bit. I want to know, Jose, are you happy with him? Are you happy with Tammy Abraham? Are you happy with the lineup? Tell me. Tell me. I'm clearly not happy. I know you're not happy. So uh, tell me. Get it off your chest. My opinion on Tammy Abraham is justified in this game. 13 giveaways. Doesn't come back to help. He's only looking to shoot every time he gets the bloody ball. I don't like him. I don't like him up there. He's a, he, he's a very selfish player. He's going to ruin this team. Eldor Shomorodov gets a start. Played bad. Played bad. Playing up the, on the left wing, though. I understand he's more naturally a winger, but what we've seen Eldor do and where we've seen him thrive this early on with Roma is at the top middle where Tammy Abraham is playing. That's where Eldor should be starting. Not there. I think Eldor was set up to fail in this game, and he failed. Lorenzo Pellegrini, by far the best player on the on the park for Roma, scored a wonder goal. 
And the Roma fans right away criticizing Pellegrini. Oh, he's gotta he's gotta look up more. He's gotta look up more. He's gotta look up more. He's gotta look for the pass. He's he's taking the shots and it's stupid. Well, when Tammy Abraham's not moving, where the hell do you want him to pass? Tammy Abraham doesn't have the head. He ha- he has no tactical awareness on where to make runs, where to open up. No, nowhere at all. He's an English player. He tactically wise, he's he's an idiot. We all know that English people don't know how to how to play tactically. We know that it's just dump and chase, dump and chase, dump and chase, dump and chase. That's the English way. That's all I gotta say about that. Hopefully he learns how. Hopefully he learns the Italian way. Head up. Look for the run strategy. It's a game of chess. City A is a game of chess. You gotta find the right places. Yeah. So what about Zaniolo? Zaniolo again, again, getting the start. Finished. Get the act. Finished. Zaniolo on the right side is not working at all. Zaniolo has to play in the middle behind the top striker, but you can't take Pellegrini out of there. So where does Zaniolo belong right now on the bench? Because as soon as Carlos Perez came on, that right side came to life. Nicolo Zaniolo is not a winger. He's got two. He's got two bad knees. He cannot make those runs anymore. So the guy's got to go on the bench. Okay? Brian Cristante picks up yellow card. Not the worst performance, but oh, not the but, best performance. But overrun. I, this, that's one thing I couldn't believe. Well, I could believe because it's Mourinho. And I could see it from a mile away. I knew the party was going to come to an end eventually for Roma. And the midfield, he didn't protect them at all. Completely overrun by Ivan Illich, Daniel Besser, like you mentioned. But I coming He's in. He's one guy. Bacardi. What do you want him to do? No, I know, but I'm not. No, I'm not blaming him. But yeah. he was overrun because of lack of support. Vettel too <laughs> didn't help Terrible. at all. Terrible. Didn't help at all. Invisible Terrible. this game. Terrible. Um, and then of course that leads to your defense getting exposed, right? Yeah. So what? What else? I mean, what else can what do you, I tell what, you? Tell me about Jose. Is the belief still there He's in this stubborn. guy? Of course, the belief is there. Roma fans, Ro- uh, the Roma fans are have blind faith for this guy. Have blind faith for this guy. Are you happy with the tactics? Like, no. Sat back all game. Yeah. Until they got, of course, they scored early, which was even worse for you guys. Yeah. That forced them to sit back even more. And then. This is what I don't like about Jose Mourinho's style. He'll come out. This is a game you should. This team just is, is a disaster. Hasn't got a point all season so far. Just fired their coach. Just adjusting to a new manager. You guys should play them off the bloody park. You suffocate them. You make them pay. You don't give them time to think. What does he do? He sits back. You, the Hellas Verona is not a team you sit back against. Yeah. You want to sit back against a Juve, a Milan, an Inter, fine. Do that. But against teams that you should dominate, you should not sit back. Because you know what happens? You sit back. They play you off the park. They take the lead. And there's no way back for you. Yeah, and you, There's and you, no way and you back give yourself you. a, a 15 minute window, window to get a tying goal There's and no maybe a, a, a winning goal. But that, that was my beef with Mourinho at um, Man United towards the end of his tenure there. Spurs, this guy in, in the conference league. Yeah. You, know, God, you know, thank goodness Sofia scored first because yeah. that's the only thing that brought Roma yeah. to, out it, uh, to go and attack. This is the problem. Shouldn't take, it shouldn't take conceding for a Mourinho team to come out and attack. This is the problem now, though. He, he's going to come out. He's going to make the excuse, I don't have the players. That's what he's going to say. That's the next thing. I don't have the players. You kidding me? You do. It just doesn't... Your formation does not work against the Hellas Verona team. It doesn't work against teams like that. 
you have to adjust. And you, he didn't adjust at all. He didn't adjust at all. The back played terrible. Karsdorp had a bad game. Mancini had a bad game. Ibanez had a bad game. Calafiori had a bad game. Rui Patricio had a bad game. It was everybody was awful. Everybody everybody was awful. But these substitutions that he makes too, like yeah. to me, Tammy Abraham should not be playing ninety minutes in this game. He was awful. He was god awful. Borja Mayoral needs to come on in the fiftieth minute. For Tammy Abraham. For Tammy. Or you switch Eldor to the top and you bring in your you bring in Mikatarian on the left side. Clearly. That's what you do. God's sakes. I'm Canadian. I'm 33 years old and I know to do that. For crying out loud. <laughs> like, come on. Like that that's it's it's frustrating for me as a Roma fan to watch that. And but at the same time. We knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. I didn't know they were going to lose the Hellas Verona, but I knew they were going to. There's going to be something was going to come, and they were going to get smashed. It was a matter of time. This team, realistically, this team is a t- a project. It is a three year project. We are in year one, and I've been telling the Roma fans, don't talk about Scudetto, none of that crap, because it's not realistic. Top four is the job. Top four is the objective. It is better. In hindsight, is better that we lo- we lost now. I don't know. I disagree. Then later, I think it's better we lost now because now it's okay. It's okay. You're gonna lose, but, but it's it's who you lost to. I know a it, team that didn't win a game all season yet. I know and with a new manager, but now with a guy that hasn't managed the team in in years. But now the but now the Roma fans are gonna see what Jose Mourinho is gonna do Ooh, about it. But that just puts more pressure on. But whatever, we'll see. So now off to the next game. That was heated. It was fun. Juve Milan, another coach who is from the maybe for the history books, believes in sitting back, scoring early. Um, still without a win, Juve. Favorites for a lot of people against the Milan who got spanked and taught a lesson at Anfield. Now, going into this game, when we previewed this game, we said Milan, that okay. Liverpool game was either going to help them or hurt them. For me, I could, it hurt them. Like you could it. see right away. But it was a makeshift more squad, timid, too. More timid. It was makeshift. You got Ficayo Tomori playing on the right side. Yes, Calabria went out. Simon Kier got, got injured hurt. mid-game. So, yeah, they had to adapt. Romagnoli playing decent. But the way this game went for the most part was Milan was all about the possession, smothering Juve in, in, in their end, uh, and Juve counterattack. And that's, that's all this game was. Juve scored early on off a Milan corner. Counterattack, beautiful pass by Dybala to Marata. Marata beats Theo Hernandez to the ball, slows down, does a beautiful little chip over Mike Magnan. Something Marata is getting famous for now, these little chip shots, kind of Raul-esque, dare I say, but beautiful goal. Um, Theo Hernandez clearly didn't learn his lesson. Nope. Getting demolished by Salah. So you can see the, the timidness and the lack of lack of concentration is still there by the Milan players. The confidence was deteriorated a little bit. Uh, Liao in this game wasn't too happy with. I feel like he was continued his wastefulness. He waited till the very last minutes of the game to start taking Danilo and Juan Cuadrado on. He has speed. He has the ability to dribble these guys, but he waited forever to do it. He, he would always bait them, fake, dribble, and then pull out and pass sideways slowly. So more of the slow passing. It was I didn't like it. Milan were... They were kind of boring to watch, even though they controlled the play. They didn't really turn it on until 
the second half and when they were really forced to, to score. But uh, Pioli and Milan overall good. Allegri, uh, my goodness. He's got to be on the chopping block now. I think he is. You tell me what you think about Allegri. I think it was terrible. Chopping again. block. They scored and they sat back. That's all That's they did. That's all they did. And if it wasn't for, believe it or not, if it wasn't for Wojciech Szczesny, Milan would have won this game at the end. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. He made an outstanding save. Yep. That that save doesn't happen. Milan win this game. So Wojciech Szczesny has maybe bought Allegri one more game. Um, I don't know what it is uh, about Max Allegri. It just well, he's a test of dude. He's very he's very stubborn. Very stubborn. Four four two with his guys. I do have to give credit to Paulo Dybala. He's probably is probably the one guy that stood out yeah, in showing, this game. Sure. For Juve. Uh, but I have to say, uh, that goal for Milan, when they came out in the second half, they came out, they took it to Juve, and they deserved they deserved at least a point here, and they got it. And that set up from Sandro Tonali Mitsika to Brahim Di- uh, to yeah, Tonali. Rebic. And I, I love Tonali in this game. He was getting into it. Dybala, he was feisty going into the tackles. Like, Fantastic. He, and, f- sorry. No, go, go, go. For a makeshift team... Playing on the right side, probably for the first time in a, in his life, Fikayo Tomori, not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. This guy was a bargain. This guy was a steal on the right side. And Mike Magnan, again, another fantastic performance by him, who was also questionable to play this game because he's, he's fighting an injury. So, Juve, in my mind, should have came out and took it to Milan. You have a Milan that's... that's demoralized from that Liverpool, getting schooled by Liverpool on their way back to the Champions League, who, like you said, is a Champions League rival. So morally, they're, they're, they're a disaster. They got all these injuries that they got to deal with. They don't have Giroud. They don't have either. either no striker. Yeah, no striker. I mean, If I'm Max Allegri and I'm Juventus, this is a full-strength lineup. I'm going out for the kill. That's what you needed more than anything, especially not having won your first three games in City I. Get a point. And he's riding high off Malmo. And, and this is this is the thing. This this sit back, you gotta remember, Allegri's from the era of only three substitutions, we can say. That's the last time you managed a team when there was only three subs in a game. I think he only made three subs too. That it's just it's not acceptable anymore to sit back. The game's done. You know, the way the game's evolved, it, it benefits the attacker more now. The way a, a player can dribble into boxing and, and faint contact and win calls. It's it's an offensive player's game now defenders great defenders they don't make them like they used to back in the day because the game's different you can't be as aggressive nope so allegri his, his tactics are just it's weird i, I see I, why I, he does it but it's it does not work you can't score early and sit back for 90 no. minutes i don't understand adrian rabio on the left side I, the only reason why i think he did that I is when I, cuadrado pinches i think the, the the three midfielders are supposed to come more central i would give Chiesa that's what there. that was for i'd give Chiesa a run there yeah, Chiesa, yeah, definitely. I think he's underutilizing this team. He, I think Chiesa fits a 4-4-2 in the midfield. He does, but Allegri's he's scared. Why? You saw what this guy did in I mean, the Chiesa Euro. is coming off an injury, a knock, but Allegri, he is scared to lose. He didn't come out to win this game. He came out not to lose. Yeah. And I want to ask you, what do we think of Manuel Locatelli here? Is he the real deal, or is this? No, or is this... He, Manuel Locatelli is not the real deal. He he's a great. A, he's, he just had a season of his life, yes, and that was it. Because as a swallow, you know the the pressure's not there. He can play more freely. His yeah. role's more 
understandable in the Sosolo team. I'm the guy in front of the defense. No one else. That's my job. And I'm the playmaker. Everything goes through me. Here at Juve, you have more guys that want to be on the ball. Well, with the way man. So he, he has to, sorry, so he has to adapt to playing without the ball. Because, you know, at Sosolo, he was getting top three touches on the ball every game. Doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good. He doesn't look good. He's gonna probably he he looks at he looks at the most at risk of losing his spot on the national team. Yeah, and that's the problem. Sometimes making that jump from a mid table club team to one of the big boys, that's the biggest problem is who gets the touches on the ball. And that's yeah. that's the biggest thing. A lot of guys are used to playing with the ball. Yeah. Case in point we could say PSG today. I don't I know I know it's League One, but PSG. Yeah. You have so many superstars in that team. None of them are used to playing without the ball. So you got to adapt your game to move into different types of spaces to draw players off. You know, it's just something he's going to have to adapt to and change his game. Something he struggled with at Milan as well when he was there. A lot younger. So hopefully, Allegri gives him the time, the faith, and he's got to adapt his game. Because the guys on the ball, you know, the the guy that gets on the ball the most in this team, it's Bonucci and uh, Juan Cuadrado. They're the two guys that always get the touches. Everything goes through them. Not Locatelli, not for the midfield. The midfield's there to act as a screen to stop transitions in the Juve team. That's all it's there for. They're not there to act as a link between defense and uh, and forwards. It's just use the wings, cross in the box, or counterattack quick. That's how Juve has been playing for for a while now under Pirlo and and Allegri. Sadi was a little bit different, but that's mainly how Juve have been playing recently. Yeah. But in big trouble. I don't know. I don't know where they go from from here. I think Allegri is in serious risk of getting the axe. Because you, you got to remember why Juve stepped away from Allegri. Yes, they brought them five scudetto. He was successful, but his style of play was boring. He sat back. He didn't do anything. So Still they, is boring. They wanted imagination. They brought in Sadi, the attacking football. They win, but it's no good. We. You know, we, we didn't win the way we wanted to. And then you bring in Pirlo, another guy who has a little bit of imagination. They like his thesis in, in coaching school there. And again, they, they do some things, but not a great season. But they didn't back Pirlo with maybe the best players, as we're seeing now. Uh, so they, they get rid of another guy who likes to play attacking football. Now they bring in this defensive guy again. And now this defensive approach isn't working. So where does Juve go from here? Do they give Allegri a run? First, they don't like the. You I don't know, think you have a choice. It's with not the working. Contract you've given them, and who's out there? Who's out there to come in? Beppe Aquini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eusebio Di Francesco. That's who's out there. Who, funny enough, I think would actually do good on a big team. I'm not gonna lie, but. Um, well, he'll never get that opportunity. No, he won't. He won't. Uh, but Juve, they're in a bit of a mess right now. It's an understatement. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. My theory is, this is my theory. If Allegri goes out, I think you're gonna see another. You're gonna see a massive signing and management for them. That there's, I think there's one guy out there that Who's, if they signed him, yeah, I would, I'd be scared. Who? And that's Zinedine Zidane. Zidane, I'm, I'm leaning more towards. I think that would be great, but I think Juve and there's rumblings there now because Pep Guardiola, after the Man City game, called out the Man City fans for not showing up to the stadium. They yelled at him back, saying, you oh, know, it's not right. And then he mentioned, you know, he can leave. I don't know if Pep would take hey, this U of A team. I think Pep, you never know. I think, Pep's, I think Pep is going to more likely coach, an, coach a Milan team than, than coach I a mean, U of A team. He has the ties to the Milan region, but 
Yeah, but considering where they are, Jules. I mean, you, you, Van Pep. They, they want that. They want that offensive style. They want what Pep brings, but they don't have Pep. I think that's what Juve's going to try and line up as their big next managerial appointment. But or Zidane. Zidane's just. I as hope good. it's Zidane. I think Zidane can. Oh, I don't hope. I'd actually. I want to see Juve fail, so I kind of <laughs> don't hope Zidane comes. But it it'd be good for the league. Yeah, but. Anyway, enough of that. That's the weekend. One more fixture to be played Monday. Yeah, Udinese Napoli. And then right back into it on Tuesday with match day five. Yeah, so let's just give a quick rundown. We'll, we're going to preview the, the big matches. but uh, For the next two match days because we've got the midweek and then the weekend. It's going to be busy, busy, busy for soccer. So let's go. So Bologna playing Genoa. They, they start off. At home, Bologna. I'm... I'm going to pick a Bologna win. Yeah. Well, let's hope if Bologna doesn't win this game, Snisa Mihalovic is out the door. So yes. we'll see what happens there. But here's a here's a very interesting game here. Inter and Fiorentina playing on Tuesday as well. So two teams in great form. Yeah. Uh, Fiorentina, real, real, real test for them. Yeah. Th- and Yeah. This is Inter's real test. I would, real Madrid for Inter wasn't even a test. They really didn't do anything to Inter. I think Fiorentina is going to put them under pressure. I think Vlahovic is going to test Skriniar, Divrai. Oh, cameraman the midfield is gonna have to run brozovic will be under pressure someone that i'm not convinced of in this inter midfield i don't still don't know what he does he doesn't really get a lot of assists he doesn't score goals he does run a lot yes he does make a lot of last ditch tackles but i think that's because you're out of position for me so that's we'll see how he does against this midfield but fiorentina's at home i'm actually gonna Pick an upset here. I think Inter, you got to lose some time. I think Fiorentina might get a win over Inter here. Yeah, and if Fiorentina gets a win here, yeah, told you so. So I'm calling upset. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm going to agree with you on that. I'm going to take Fiorentina to win this game. Next game, Atalanta Sassuolo. Very interesting. Two teams. Attack-minded. Attack-minded. Yeah, I'd say out of form too. Both of them. Both of them need something. Who are you taking in Bergamo for this game? I'm going to take a draw. I'm going to take an Atalanta win. Okay. Uh, so now, Spezia's playing Juve. A team, I believe, took points off Juve last season. Possibly, yeah. I'm pretty sure they did, but uh, off the top of my head. But Spezia, Juve, Spezia, they went toe-to-toe with Venezia today. I think lucky to get the win. It took two wonder goals. I have Spezia going down. And the, way, and the fact that Venezia and then went head-to-head for stats-wise, like shots and possession, I think was to show Spezia's level has kind of dropped. So I'm going to take Juve um, to score an early goal and sit back for 90 minutes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's what we're going to see. So Max Leger is going to keep his job another match day. Salernitana, uh, Hellas Verona. Hellas Verona flying high, hopefully continuing the run. And Salernitana, so their excuse from their managers that they they found their way now. So this will be an interesting match, I think. It will be. I, I'm going to actually... I'm going to pick a draw for this game. Yeah. I think a draw is yeah. a safe bet for this game. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. They're both finding their way. Hells Verona, obviously, much more higher morale than uh, Salernitana. But, hey, yeah. Salernitana can, get the, can claim a scalp here and get a point. It's a huge victory for them. Uh, next game, Milan Venezia should be a walkthrough for Milan. The San Siro, yeah, walkthrough here. Yeah. Complete walkthrough. Uh, Cagliari playing Empoli here. Empoli, you don't know what you're going to get with these guys. Who's yeah. going to show up? <clears throat> like I said, they come in spurts. They 
do pretty good attacking moves building up into the 18, but once the 18, once the ball gets into the 18 yard box, they kind of just disperse and they don't do yeah. anything. So I think Walter Mazzotti, I think he builds off his uh, point. And I think he probably gets another point here in Sardinia. So a draw is what For you're me, saying. Yeah. I think Cagliari is going to win this game. Joel Pedro is going to go off. Uh, next game, Sampdoria Napoli. This is interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Nap- Sampdoria, fantastic form right now. Napoli, on the other hand, we don't know what's going to happen with Udinese. And the turnaround's fast. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm going to pick Sampdoria for this. To beat Napoli? To beat Napoli. Wow. I'm going to pick a draw. I'm going to pick a draw. I don't think Napoli are going to win this game. Uh, next game, Torino-Lazio. Tricky game for Maurizio Sarri. This Torino team is flying high. This Lazio team is flying really, really, really low, knowing they have a massive game on the weekend coming up. They need something here. Big yes. time. They need to win this game, Lazio, to have any chance on the weekend. Um, for me, I think the I think I think Lazio are just on the down. I think Ivan Juric is going to smell blood, and I think Torino is going to claim a draw in this game. I think a win for Torino. Oh, there you I go. think Ivan Juric is a great coach, and he knows exactly what Lazio's weaknesses are. And I think Torino at home are going to make the headlines oh, yeah. midweek here. This is going to be one of the games to watch out for, I think, midweek. All right. And then close off, Udinese-Roma. This is the bounce-back game that should happen. Yeah, two teams I like to sit back. Yeah, we'll probably see the same formation, the same players come yeah. out, Tammy Abraham up top. This is going to be like a volleyball <laughs> game. You're, they're just going to both sit in their boxes and just keep hitting the ball back Seriously. and forth until someone wants to concede space <laughs> but knowing jose Mourinho, he should light a fire under these guys they got a huge game on the weekend coming up they're at home in the, for this game at the olympico so they should win this game there is a record for him that is i think he's got two more games left at home something like that it, yeah. it's a pretty he's gonna outstanding get to the last game and it's gonna be interesting in the weekend if he clinches it or something i i'm not 100 percent sure don't quote me on it but what do you think's happening i think roma are gonna win this game draw or loss for roma well there you go because that Big game in the weekend. No, not going to happen. So let's get into the weekend fixtures. Match day six this will be. Yes, so finally. We're finally picking up some speed yes. here. So Spezia getting hammered. they got to play Milan. <laughs> then they go They go from Juve to Milan. They just go, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think another loss. Finite. <laughs> That's it. AC You're Milan screwed. are going to win this They're game. in Spezia, so yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think it's going to help regardless, no. but... Interesting, but the next game is very interesting. Inter Atalanta. Yes. I mean, Atalanta for me, blah. Out Inter. Of, yeah, out of form Atalanta. I'm both Inter arguably has a harder game against Fiorentina. I think both teams are going to have to do a lot of running midweek. I think you're going to probably see a more tired game, which doesn't suit the Atalanta system. I believe Inter will have the quality. I know how much John Piero Gasparini hates losing to Inter, and he always comes out for these games big. But I think Inter, Simone Inzaghi, there's a lot more depth in the Inter squad, and I think they can they can snag three points here. And uh, so Inter Milan, San Siro. I think so too, especially if they lose midweek to Fiorentina. Yeah. Next game, Genoa, Hellas, Verona. This will be interesting. I think this is going to be Davide Baudini's last game. How's Verona up for the win? It could be Tudor goes 3-0. and all Yeah. To start his, his uh, coaching career. But I'm going to say a stubborn Genoa draw. Okay. So, Here. Jules is telling you to take Genoa draw. I'm telling you to take Hell's Verona victory. 
Another tricky game for Juve, talk, Sampdoria. Talk about a hard start to the season. It's not getting easier for Juve at all. Nope. Because after this, they got the Derby della Mole too. So against Torino, high-flying Torino. So Juve... This is where Sampdoria gets points. They get points against the big guys because they know how to, to approach these games. And like they took they took the game to Inter. They yeah. outplayed Inter, uh, the, the Scudetto champions. So what do you think happens here? I think Sampdoria are going to win this game. <laughs> I think Sampdoria is going to win this game. They found their niche now. They're going to be confident, especially if they if they claim a victory in the midweek. They're flying high. Sampdoria win this game for me. I'm not convinced by this Juve. I would say I do think Sampdoria is going to beat Napoli. I don't think they could beat two of the big teams back-to-back. So just because Juve is at home, Juve have the easier fixture midweek. I think Juve should come out and beat a tired Sampdoria. But I think Sampdoria, this will be one of the games to keep an eye on. Yeah, Especially definitely. with the pressure on Allegri and and, and all the storylines behind that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next game, Udinese-Fiorentina. What do you like here? Fiorentina, hands down. Yeah, Udinese, surprising team, but I think this is just a lot of fixtures for Udinese piling up yeah. this week. So I'm going to take tired legs and Fiorentina to, to win. I there think they have go. the better quality. There you go. Empoli Bologna. Might I'm, see a new coach at this point for Bologna. Y- you might see. Um, I'm going to pick Bologna, though, to, yeah. to get it they together here. They have much more quality. So Bologna for me, too. Sassuolo Salernitana. Sassuolo. I, yeah. I mean, Sassuolo, even though they haven't been playing good, they're good enough to win. Yeah, they should win this game. They should win this game. Got to remember, they're young. The kids, the teams, and the yeah. the kids in this team are very young, so they're not going to be consistent week in week out. Exactly. But I think for this game, they have enough in them. It's now for the big game. The derby. The capitale. Lazio at home <laughs> against Rome. Two teams that struggled this weekend, losing two or not losing, both draw new coaches. What do you think happens here? Sari versus Mourinho. Well, this is a this is a massive match. This is probably the f- first time in a long time where this derby is really heated. This derby is always heated. Who are we kidding? But uh, <laughs> this is going to be a massive, massive game. And to me, even though we're seven days away, there's a lot of things that could happen in a week, uh, especially with those midweek fixtures for match day five. I mean, that could have an influence on 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 what they're going to do. Lazio for me. Uh, extremely out of form uh no confidence dropping points left right and center that loss to Galatasaray was huge and then Roma on the other hand Roma was flying high and then they go get run off the park by Hellas Verona today we'll see what happens uh this is this is going to be Jose Mourinho's first real test this season and I've said this Roma team, yeah, they started out very good, but until we play the big dogs and we claim some points off the big dogs, then do you, do you think this is a good matchup for for Roma, the Mourinho Sari matchup, attacking football versus defensive counterattacking yeah, football? Yeah, it's good. Lazio's going to have control of this game. That's mm-hmm. basically what I think is going to happen. Lazio's going to control the game, and Roma's going to try to to press them on the on the counterattack and. That's going to be really frustrating to watch. That's not who we are. I think attacking-wise, squad-wise, we are as a whole, we are more talented than Lazio. Lazio are, like you said, a one-trick pony. 
Cheeto Immobile, Luis Alberto, Milinkovic Savic. And Milinkovic Savic. That's it. Whereas. That's, Roma, three, that's three tricks, but you know yeah. what we mean. <laughs> Roma, Lorenzo Pellegrini, probably arguably one of the best midfielders in Italy right now. Uh, Eldor Shomorodov, if he has, if he's, if he's back to his ways, uh, a solid Brian Cristante, a solid Gianluca Mancini. Uh, there's there's some really good pieces here, and I don't know. It's it, this this game. I just I don't know. My heart is saying obviously Roma, but in so, my head. Previously, like we said, we want to. You don't want to see Tammy Abraham up top again. You don't want to see Zaniolo on the right. I don't. Do you want to see Veretout in the midfield again? Like, what what would you do differently compared to the the game that we just played this week? Well, Jose Mourinho, we know, is not going to change his formation because he never does. Doesn't matter if they're winning, they're losing, they're on a bad streak. He, the formation stays the same, four five one, because he feels like with this team, that's the only formation they know how to play. I don't agree with that. Uh, we played very, we played many different formations with the same majority of the same squad last year, and it worked. What I want to see, I'll tell you who I want to see. I want to see Tammy Abraham riding the pine and not seeing a bloody minute in this game. I want to see Eldor Shomorodov up top. I want to see Lorenzo Pellegrini in the middle right behind him. And I want to see Carlos Perez on the right side, and I want to see Mkhitaryan on the left side. In the midfield, it's going to be Brian Cristante. I don't think Jose Mourinho thinks he has a choice. He's probably going to have to go with there too. Uh, but for me, I would actually go with uh, Bove, Eduardo Bove, uh, or Ebrima Darbo. I know he doesn't like Darbo because he's a kid. Eduardo Bove is a kid too, but I think they have m- much more of an upside and they're more consistent in that spot than a... Uh, Amadou Diawara. But at the same time, he's going to feel like he has no choice. So Jordan Vertu, it is. So Vertu Cristante. Uh, Gianluca Mancini in the middle uh, with Rodri Banez, Rick Karsdorp. And then on that left side, it's... That left side, if Vigna is healthy enough, it's going to be Vigna. If not, it's going to probably be Calafiori. Um, that's who I want to see. And obviously, Rui, Rui Patricio in the net. I think this game would be the. This is the game where Eldor Shomorodov would shine. We're gonna play counterattack. He comes. He's 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 any coaches any coach that's a counterattack. He is their dream player if he's up top in the middle because you know what Eldor Shomorodov does that Tammy Abraham can't. When Eldor Shomorodov gets the ball, he looks up and he watches his wings go and he gives it to them. He's not Tammy Abraham that's going to go for glory, whether it's 20 yards out, 25 yards out. He's not going to complain when he gets pushed and shoved and thinking he's better than everybody. He's a, He puts his head down and he he works. That's why Shomorodov needs to start. And if I don't see Shomorodov starting, I'm going Borja Mayoral. Yeah. I've, I've, I've already jumped off the Tammy. I've never been on the Tammy Abraham bus. I'm so far off it. The guy needs to ride the pine and learn. Yeah. For me, I think Milan showed the game plan to be Lazio. I mean, Lazio they keep keep more of the ball. They're they're always going to keep more of the ball compared yeah, to every Serie A team. But what, what, do. but what they did is they kept a nice compressed midfield, kept the defensive line not too high up, but high up enough where they weren't sitting back in their eighteen yard box. Something Mourinho likes to do and Allegri likes to do. So they challenged Lazio in the midfield. They pressed Malikovic, Savic, and Luis Alberto, the two star guys. They always had guys on them. 
always pressing. Tonali did an excellent job that game. And then they use the space behind the defenders. Lazio, who naturally likes to press up Lazio, high side, whoever's on. Usually they always press up the field. And Leao and Salamakers, whoever was that game, were using the space in behind. I think Roma have the players and the blueprint they to do. do that. But Mourinho, the big question is, will he do that? Will he do that? Is he going to invite too much pressure on? That's what we got to see. And we know Lazio can kill a team that sits back too much with their long-range shooting. Luis Alberto, again, fantastic. Malikovic Savage, fantastic. Makes the late runs into the box from the crosses, coming in from the wingers. They can do all that damage, Lazio, to a team that sits back. And that's where the battle is going to be won is in that midfield. I worry a little bit about Roma because they did get overrun against Hellas Verona. Hellas Verona kind of showed a, a, some big weaknesses in the in the Roma team. Big time. The, the, the four... The, Offensive players don't track back, and it, it can leave that midfield and defensive line totally exposed. Verona showed that completely. Uh, so for me, that's the biggest thing. But if, for me, I think Roma will have enough to win this game. I hope so. I hope so. The only other thing you can think of, like Brian needs support back there. The only other guy that can play in that position, believe it or not, is Lorenzo Pellegrini. So maybe you trek Lorenzo Pellegrini back as hot as he's been and you put Zaniolo right behind the striker where he should be. Maybe that'll work. So give me your prediction. I'm going to go with my heart. Two to one Roma. <laughs> Two to one Roma. We heard that a lot last year. <laughs> yeah, we did. I, I, there's nothing more I hate than losing to Lazio. There's nothing more I hate. I hate losing to Lazio more than I hate losing to Juve. Like, that's how much I hate Lazio. But so Roma to win. It's been I, a, it's been a long time since we've beaten Lazio. Yes, it's been a long time. And last year, the first game they hammered you guys three 0 in the first game. Papered. So Papered. I'm gonna give Roma the benefit of the doubt. I think they're gonna. I think they'll pull a win out of this game. This game will be exciting. The yeah. atmosphere. For those of you that are not regular City A fans. This is the Roma Lazio Derby, the Derby della Capitale, is one of is one I think the top five most dangerous derbies to attend in the world. It is crazy. Roma fans are nuts. You gotta go with the Kevlar vest. You do have to go with the Kevlar vest. Somebody usually gets shanked outside the outside the stadium. Like it is, it is, it is a scary atmosphere. But once you get in the stadium, especially if you're going to be watching it on Fubo TV where they have the pregame, it's going to be yeah. electric. I guess 20 years plus waiting for Scudetto would do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. We'll Good luck. Good Thank luck. You. We'll see who Grappe wins. lupo to il, il lupi. Okay, on to the next game. Napoli-Cagliari. How do we see this game? Napoli-Cagliari, Walter Mazzari hosting his former team. We had a lot of success with, but this time around, I mean, Luciano Spalletti, I think he'll have the edge against yeah. this Cagliari team. Too much quality for this Cagliari team. Napoli for me. And then finalmente, Venezia Torino. Venezia Torino. Can I ask why the most least, the, the, the worst games are always on the Monday? <laughs> why? Because everyone's working on Monday. <laughs> I know everyone's working on Monday, but they don't. They're, they're more. They're more. They want to put butts in seats in Italy and in Europe. Like Monday night football in it's America. Huge. I know here it's, it's huge. huge. Monday night. Monday night calcio should be huge too. But I don't know. I don't have the answer. They're, they they look what, at it differently. What do you think is going to happen here? Torino win. Yeah, hands down. Torino win. So I mean, the next time we come back to you guys. 
The table could be totally flipped upside down. It could be. Currently, the way it sits, I'll just read out the top four. Inter, former Scudetto champions. Last, well, defending Scudetto. Defending, actually. It's not former. Defending Scudetto champions, sitting first on 10 points. Milan on second with 10 points. Just sitting second because of goal differential. Roma in third with nine. Napoli in fourth with nine could points. Could change tomorrow, though. Napoli could be could top change. of the table. It could be first, right? So, And then sitting uh, fifth, Fiorentina, Lazio in sixth. Or Udine if Udinese seventh. wins tomorrow, they could be yeah, joint so top of the table. The table could change. In yeah. relegation, this is crazy. But 20th place, Salernitana. No surprise. 19th place, Cagliari. This is the crazy part. 18th place, the old lady. Looking old. Looking like she needs to be resuscitated very soon. Sitting I'm telling you, Andrea Agnelli's looking at the standings right now. Sipping on his lemonade because he's so bitter. Karma sucks. That's all I got. You know say. what? He's sipping on his vinegar. Never mind. <laughs> and uh, he's hating life right now. Yeah, the super, super League. Super he still league, does huh? not want to deny the Super League. I know. Super League team in 18th place in Serie A. There you go. Yeah, so uh, 17th, Venezia, 16th, Ampoli, and 15th, Genoa. So that's your Verona relegation battle. Out of the relegation zone. Alguri. Alguri. And before we go, because it it's been a while, let's just give you a quick rundown of the top Maybe the top six in City A B, because these are teams that are going to be coming up next year. Right now, first place, Pisa. Second place, Brescia. And here come, these are the playoff spots, Cremonense, Cittadella, Ascoli, and Frosinone. And then in seventh place, shockingly, Regina. We don't want to see another Calabrese team come <laughs> up, so you can stay down there. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> We love the Calabres, too, okay? <laughs> we love you, Robbie. We love you. Don't worry. Anyway, that concludes this episode of Tifosi Football Radio. Enjoy the next week and a half, or next week, sorry, because it's going to be... It's going to come at you full fast. of city. Yeah. The yeah. table is going to... Every day, almost. Yeah, the table is probably going to be flipped on its head. So, yeah, enjoy it. Until next time, we'll get back at you at the end of the week. Ciao, ragazzi. Ciao.